Hey, my name is Dave Kading. Thank you for joining us for this episode. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to leave your office for a year and still make money on the Optometric Insights Show. Welcome to the Optometric Insights Show. Um, I'm excited to have Justin join us again back on the uh, on the show. And uh, Justin and I were talking recently uh, about when we used to travel in the world. You remember that, Justin? That you, those were the days, right? Um, and one of the really cool things that uh, I, I, I liked about Justin and how he's really put something into action. Um, many of you know and you've heard Mila and I talk about uh, the E-Myth Physician or the E-Myth book, and it talks about being, uh, you know, being a manager or being the technician or being the entrepreneur or the owner of the business. And I think, Justin, you've really helped demonstrate what it means to be a business owner when you're not the doctor. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about how, how you have had an opportunity to travel around the world and how did this whole concept even come about to build that up to be what it is? Yeah, well, thanks for having me again. Um, yeah. I knew, I knew I always wanted to have a business. I just didn't want to have a job. And that's the perfect thing, you know, with the e-myth, right? So if I'm the one that's tied to it, like it was, you know, Dr. Bazan's eye care, then maybe I probably would feel like I'm, I was the one that was the driving force behind it. So very early on, I remember reading the e-myth when I was uh, underneath a, a palm tree in Hawaii drinking a lava flow. Um, after I got fired from Cohen's Fashion Optical saying, I better open up for myself. And I want to start this as a business from day one, not just as a place where I have to work. Mm -hmm. So um, very early on, um, we, we planned it that way. About two or three years in, um, I had my first chance to test that out as I took a position working for a large regional company where I was covering from Maine to um, Northern, Northern Virginia, somewhere down south. A little bit further down south and i was on the road five days a week i did have a nice salary from that so i was on the road five days a week i'd come back work weekend seeing patients so i had a pretty full work week but during the week i had other doctors i had a full-time doctor along with my full-time staff taking care of the patients in the office what i was able to do was to set up systems to allow me to remote monitor the business and help make any big decisions that would drive the business or, or, or follow our strategy. So the day-to-day -day stuff was taken care of in the office, but if I needed to check systems that were in place, I could do that remotely. And the advent of the um, EHR has been fantastic. The utilization of um, email has, has really helped with that. Um, you know, text messaging on our phones. All of the technological stuff that may be commonplace now wasn't so commonplace 2010, 11, but we were utilizing it then pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. Years go by, you know, me and you get more opportunities in the industry. I traveled in 2019 over 100,000 miles. I think it's about 120,000 miles. I was on the road three days a week. I had a full-time doctor and a part-time doctor along with six staff during the week and two staff during the weekend. So we were a busy, busy full office, and I was able to um, allow that business to run with very limited input from me because of the systems we had in place. So those underlying systems combined with the ability to remotely monitor and manage as needed really allowed me the freedom and flexibility to be on the road doing other things other than seeing patients. Yeah. Next year, the big thing is, 
as I'm going to do this without the support of consulting gigs, without the support of another job. I am taking a year-long sabbatical to travel the world, and I'm going to be leaving it up to a, a very small but mighty staff and remote monitoring, um, utilizing email, EHR, and um, uh, the ability to dial in to my systems if I needed yeah. to, to check things. Yeah, you know, just the, so many of us are like, well, I'm not really interested in, in getting another job five days a week or, you know, I, I, I don't go lecture all over the country. I don't have this secondary income. So, you know, I'm just going to keep doing things the way I'm doing. And, you know, I don't really have an interest in, in going on a sabbatical, whatever that is. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not an academic person or whatever the sabbatical thing is. Oh, you have so, to be academic to take one? I'm, I'm no, in trouble then. Yeah, yeah, you need to go, you need to go teach somewhere first. No, but, but I think that there is, is aspects of, you know, even if you don't leave, these, these processes and protocols are so good uh, as a business owner. And I think that oftentimes when we are in our office, we're acting as technicians, not as owners, and a lot gets missed in the practice. Can you kind of talk about how those of us who you know aren't as amazing as you on the road for a year at a time uh wh why there's benefits of doing it within the office even even if we're going to stay here and see patients well what's your long-term goal do you want to work till you die if that's it cool keep doing what you're doing um if you want to sell your practice well maybe the next person doesn't want to be glued to patient care five days a week and they want to have the ability to have some freedom and flexibility in their schedule the other side of that is, is if you can only get stuff done while you're in the office, you're going to be in the office a lot more. You may want to work on things at home. You may um, want to review some OCT uh, images uh, from the comfort of your, your office at home. Um, you may want to run some financials and crunch some numbers from uh, a, a little mini weekend vacation that you're taking. Mm -hmm. Having the ability to do business stuff anywhere you want to be or are um, currently located is a huge benefit. So you're not tied down to that office. The things that need to happen in the office can be identified and things that can happen anywhere can be identified. And then you put systems in place to allow you to do those things anywhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have you seen the movie, the founder with Michael Keaton in it? Uh, that's the McDonald's movie. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes, I think I it's called the founder. Yep. So the founder, yep. uh, I, I learned a lot from, from that business. You know, we found out that, you know, Ray Kroc, the, the founder of McDonald's, uh, it showed him to maybe not be the most upstanding individual, but he did understand business in that business is not so much about the hamburger in McDonald's, but it's about the process that you go through Right. It's about the experience that our customers or our patients go through. And, you know, to your point is uh, when we're selling a business, we don't want to be selling Dave Kading's eye care or Justin Bazan eye care. We want to be selling a business. And even if you don't go travel, you need to have these processes so well refined so that. Even if you weren't there, the processes would be well refined, right? If you're the doctor who's seeing patients and you come in the door and you see all the patients every day and that's the reason the business is successful, you're, you are the business. And going to sell it 
you're not going to get what you want for it. But if you're selling a process where you could hire a doctor to come in and see the patients and provide the same level of care that you, then you have a business. And I think that's really the key thing. And you know that your business is running well if you can go on a year-long sabbatical, right? Very true. Well, check back in a year. You'll do the follow-up. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so well put. And, uh, you know, I, I love hearing about your practice and the systems that you put in place and how well it operates, you know, well, well back into 2010, 2000. And you and I start, graduated at the same time. I looked the other day and you were a yeah. 2004 grad, right? Yep. So I was at Pacific at the same time. We bumped into each other, got to know each other around 2008, 2010. I started mm -hmm. my practice December 2007. Yours was 2008, right? Yep. So July we, 2008. We, yeah, we mirror so much of, of, of where we've come over the years. It's been really cool. And I think it's been in the last five or 10 years for me where it's about that process, you know, yeah. pushing the processes and in uh, really working on it. How does your team handle this development and refinement of processes in your practice? I think when we are open to trying something new with, with, a, with a mind that says, let's give this a shot and see how it goes, that makes it smoother, right? So change is hard, people are resistant to change, but if you embrace change and they get more comfortable with change because you create change and they're open to trying things, then great. Like the other day, I said, Aaron, to my, my all-star, I said, what's one thing that's just driving you crazy lately? And he's like, well, we're still getting, even though we don't have a phone, he's like, I still have to deal with voice messages. No matter how much we say, leave an email, it's the best way to reach us or use the online schedule to make an appointment, people were still leaving voice messages. So I said, Aaron, would you be uncomfortable if I said, please do not leave a voice message. We are not going to call you back email us or make the appointment online. He said, no, give it a shot, try it. And we tried that, I think a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. And now he's like, I get no voice messages. It's great. So one of his biggest headaches has now um, transformed into more office efficiency. And patients now have clear expectations are we communicate through online scheduling and through email. So that, that puts everybody kind of right off the bat. This is what our office is about. Some people absolutely love that. And I'm sure some people who are like um, leaving a voicemail and never get a call back on the rare occasions that it happens now, they won't choose us as a provider. And I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, in our next conversation, we need to talk about getting rid of your phone and picking mm -hmm. the patients that you want to see. Right? Oh, man, that's a, a really great topic. Job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it next time. So. Hey, thanks, Justin, for joining us. Will you uh, join us again another time? Absolutely, Dave. And hopefully we'll, cool. we'll get a chance to hang out in real life sooner rather than later. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Optometric Insight Show. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, and comment, and get back to us. And uh, let us know about other topics that you'd be interested in hearing about. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Optometric Insight Show. <laughs>